This is Missing Alyssa, a podcast documentary series about the unsolved disappearance of Alyssa Turney, a teenage girl from Phoenix, Arizona. Alyssa has been missing since 2001. Hi, everybody. I'm Otavia Zappala, the host of Missing Alyssa. In this episode, I want to share with you the amazing chat I had with Charity, one of Alyssa's closest friends. I had never spoken to Charity before, and I found out she has some rare insight into what was going on in Alyssa's life. You have to keep in mind that Sarah Turney was so young at the time Alyssa disappeared that she couldn't have picked up on some of the things that were going on, so Charity fills in some of those gaps for me. Alyssa and Charity had a beautiful friendship until Michael Turney decided to put an end to it, probably because Alyssa's stepfather felt threatened by their friendship. You can hear more about why during the episode. Charity also provided me with a stack of letters that Alyssa wrote her in the months prior to her disappearance. And we also discussed a secret recording between Sarah and Michael. So here it is. Thanks for coming, Charity. I know this is hard for you. Yeah, it is. Um, You didn't, at the, um, you know, when I was producing the podcast, you didn't want to be involved. Was it because of fear? It was a lot of, a lot of different things, actually. At the time, we were going through a lot in my family. We had a death in the family. And um, yeah, there was a little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of? Uh, you a little talk bit about of fear that? with um, Michael having been released mm-hmm. and what he might uh, feel about my opinions on the matter. Right. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, but I will have to say, mostly it was just too much going on for me at the time. And yeah. I definitely regretted it after listening. Well, I really appreciate you reaching out afterwards. Yeah. Um, when when were you and Alyssa close? How did you meet? Tell me a bit about your friendship and when you would see each other the most. Well, it's really funny, actually, how I met her. Um, I don't remember what party it was or who she came with, but she came to a party of mine, just a little family party um, yeah. with a friend. And I don't even remember who the friend was, but she came. And um, it's really funny because Alyssa was always a ball of energy. And she was a little much at first. Um, what year? Remember, what, what, what school year was this? I would say that it had to have been towards the end of what would have been her freshman year, mm-hmm. probably. Okay. I don't remember exactly. Um but it would have been something like that somewhere in her freshman year, uh, which would have been my sophomore year and uh, or towards the end of it. And then we remained friends uh, all the way up until, of course, she was no longer allowed to see me. And when was that? Uh, it was the summer just before her junior year that Michael basically forbid her from, from seeing me anymore. Okay. We spent that entire summer with the impression that it was okay, you know, school would start soon and then, you know, we'd pick right back up where we left off. Uh, but then it was at the end of the summer that he informed her she wouldn't be going to Barry Goldwater anymore. Okay. D- did you think that um, he wanted her to change schools to uh, sever ties with uh, the people she was close to, her friends? That's my personal belief. Whether or not that's true, I can't speak to. But mm-hmm. um, at first, I really didn't know why. Um, he separated us. She said at the time that he felt I was a bad influence. And I felt that funny because uh, 
we weren't doing anything she wasn't doing on her own. You know, we weren't getting into any kind of trouble that she wasn't doing all on her own. Yeah. And so it was a little perplexing. Um, and I didn't really, I really truly didn't understand it at the time, you know, um, but it wasn't until she'd gone missing and probably a year later that it really clicked in for me why maybe he did separate us. A year later? Yeah, because it would have been um, the summer before her junior year that we were forbid from seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the end of that school year would be the day that she went missing. Right. Did you, um, well, so, so the idea would be that he would have been worried that she might have gotten so close to you and other people at that school that she would have said something about what was happening in regards to, uh, sexual molestation. um, From the time that Alyssa and I became friends, she basically was never not at my house at any opportunity she could be. Um, she got very close to my family. Um, and yeah, so we would, we would do things together. And there was this, this situation where my sister's birthday is April 4th and Alyssa's birthday is April 3rd. And my mom was having a birthday party for my sister. And, um, she decided to surprise Alyssa by, you know, getting her a cake too. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, you know, we sang to both of them and we had a good time and the party was for both of them. It was kind of like an impromptu thing. My mom did it kind of on the fly. She didn't, um, mean to disclude anybody from it, but there were some pictures from that party and it wasn't, but a few months later that Michael would find those pictures and Alyssa would relay to me that he became quite jealous that he wasn't included in it. And it really wasn't a situation like that where, you know, we were Mm -hmm. trying to, um, make a big old deal out of it. My mom was just trying to do something sweet for Alyssa. Um, But I remember her telling me that he was not comfortable with that and that she felt he might've been a little jealous. And then it wasn't too much longer after that, that I would no longer be allowed to see her. And so, yes, there is a part of me that believes that he saw how close she was to me. He saw how close she was to my family. And if anything was to go awry, we would notice. Right. Um, so he would have been, but, but in fact, she did tell you that things were awry. She did tell you about, she was very tight lipped about it. She was very tight lipped about it. Um, anytime she would tell me anything, it would almost be because I would just, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You know, please tell me I can tell something's wrong with you. What's going on? And so there really were only a few times that she confided in me and the things that she dealt with. Um, Of course, she always would tell me about, you know, the arguments and how she felt at home, but never really fully detailing the things that she was dealing with. Uh, She was very tight lipped about it. And she would admit that she was afraid that saying anything to anyone would result in consequences uh, for her, for her sister. Really? Yeah. So do you think she didn't tell you because she was afraid or embarrassed or? If anything, I would say that that she was afraid of the consequences that could take place if she released that information to someone. Did who she might ever say about it. what the consequences would be? Yeah. Um, actually, you know, many times she would beg me not to say anything to anyone uh, because she was terrified that that would mean she would be separated from Sarah. Separated? She believed that 
if any agency such as CPS was to get involved in her situation between her and her father, that yes, it would mean that she would be pulled away from her sister and her sister pulled away from her. Did you guys actually see each other anyway after a couple of times? Um, she, there was a couple of times that she was able to get away, whether it was because she was visiting her brother um, and his apartment. I think at the time he lived down on Deer Valley road in between 27th Avenue and 35th Avenue. Mm -hmm. And that was the area where I lived. And, um, so if she could find a way to my side of town away from her father's knowledge, she would try to see me, but it was only about a couple of times that she was able to, to get away. She didn't drive. I didn't drive at the time. So no, we didn't really get to see each other much, but she did try, you Mm -hmm. know, when she could. And did you have plans? Like, I thought I remember reading something about you guys had plans of, you know, when she was 18, that maybe you would go live together. Yeah. Before she um, was separated from me, we talked about that a lot. We talked about, you know, that being the game plan for her getting away. You know, um, when when we turn 18, we'll move out, we'll get a place and that'll be it and you'll be done with it. Mm-hmm. You won't have to deal with it anymore and you'll still have um, the ability to be there for your sister. And that time never came. Right. The um the, the things that she did tell you, you said she was tight-lipped, but the things that she did tell you, are they the things that we already know? Um, yeah. Basically those incidents of uh, gagging and tying to a chair or whatever. That's correct. There's nothing else? No smaller? No. Um, I mean, outside of her describing pretty often uh, the way that Michael made her feel, uh, I would have to say that no, no, there was really no, no instances which she would relay that information to me because she was just too afraid. And he made her feel stupid. Was that it? That was the theme. The main theme is that she felt very, um, unintelligent, uh, incapable. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that I just don't feel that she felt that way about herself. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, really hard for her to reconcile that that was the way that her father saw her, or at least the way that she thought he saw yeah. her. And so that would be something that we we talked about a lot and that truly, deeply bothered her. Would she cry sometimes? Alyssa was so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Not really. She would get down and you could tell that Mm -hmm. she wasn't exactly herself. But no, she wouldn't really ever cry. Mm -hmm. She always kept like this face on this happy, go lucky, funny, you know, energetic face. Just nothing's wrong. But inside it was quite different. Yeah. What kind of things did you guys do together? Nothing, really. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. drive. We didn't uh, really have a lot of friends that drove. So for the most part, we would just, you know, hang around my house, mess around with my siblings. Um, here and there, we would, you know, find our way to the mall and hang out and do that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I remember a time when, and Sarah was there for this, we went trick-or-treating and I, we, Alyssa and I, Obviously, we're probably a little too old to be doing that, but we went and we had fun and Mm -hmm. Sarah came along and it was a good time. 
Um, so I would say that we did typical teenager things. Sure, we probably got into a little trouble that perhaps we shouldn't have. But um, for the most part, With we drinking were doing or and smoking or whatever. Yeah, drinking, smoking, things that we you know we shouldn't be doing. But I wouldn't say anything too awfully extreme. Mm-hmm. Just your typical teenager shenanigans, you know, yeah. nothing too serious. Obviously, no parent wants their teenager getting into that period. But we all know that there's a little bit of that experimentation when you're a teenager. And so for the most part, though, we goofed off. You know, we made stupid jokes and she was constantly making everyone laugh, you know, everyone. Um, but for the most part, she was just your average teenage girl. She liked to go shopping. She liked to buy gifts for her friends. She loved to talk about her siblings, her brothers, her sister. Um, she just was so loving. That's all, you know, that's all I really remember of Lissa is that she was just always so kind and so loving. To everyone, everyone. There's not one person that um, I've ever met that didn't like her. And she was just, she was a great person. Your average teenager. Mm -hmm. She wasn't dating John at the time when you guys were friends yet, right? Because she started at the, during that summer before her last. um, Yeah, I don't, that's, that's one of the the things that I wouldn't have much to, to say about because yeah, after she left is when she met John. And I believe he went to her school, Paradise Valley. Right. Yeah. So, no, I never met him um, and didn't know much more about him beyond, you know, what she might tell me in a letter or whatever. And what did she say? Uh, you know, we'd have to go back through all these letters here oh, and we will. to refresh my memory because, you know. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even actually tell you if there's one in here that where mm-hmm. she wrote about him. Um, Can't wait to read them. Some of the things that Michael Turney said, the reasons why he didn't want you guys to be friends were, were, you know, pretty nasty accusations such as that your family uh, did drugs and he didn't want her oh, around you that guys. One. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> no, I don't think I knew that one. Yeah. That Sarah you guys told were, me that. You were all potheads or something. Yeah. No. And she didn't want you hanging out at your house with your family. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Not true. Um, what do you have to say about that? It's funny. It's funny because, you know, um, my parents are really responsible so they would never have allowed that you know not to say we didn't get into it on our own but that was not going on at my house Mm -hmm. nothing like that was going on you know we were just being your typical teenagers yeah um sarah mentioned to me the other day that he had told her the reason he separated us is because he felt that i was turning into some kind of lesbian right i know that too. not true you know so Whatever. What do you think was, you know, what do you think that was all about? How did that even come up? I feel like he had to have just been looking for a good enough reason to separate us. Because mm-hmm. he, he really he didn't made have up, one. He just made that up, like, out yeah. of nowhere. I mean, Alyssa uh, admitted to being bisexual. Oh, you think she was? No, she was. She was? She was. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we had that kind of relationship. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I don't know if that's why. That would have, you know, come to mind for him. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why he would say that about my family either. Yeah. Because neither of those things were going on. So I just, you know, when I hear those things and I know that they're not true, I'm left to believe that it's just because he was looking for, for any kind of good reason that he could to, right. to separate us because he did not have one. He did not have one. Yeah. 
he just didn't. I mean, he can say all day that he thought I was a bad influence, but I really don't think he believed that. I don't. Right. Unless, of course, he meant that I was a bad influence with regard to how I might affect the way she was being treated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How was the separation? Was it emotional? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We spent the summer apart. No big deal. She would, you know, write me letters, send me little pictures, and it just really wasn't a big deal. You know, you go to school and you lose contact with friends over the summer all the time. Um, But it wasn't till the end of the summer that she told me she wasn't going to be coming back to Barry Goldwater. And yeah, that was hard. It was really hard because, you know, I knew that neither one of us drove. She knew that she didn't drive and that she's on the other side of town for me. It would be really hard for us to make an opportunity to see each other, especially because it would have to be done very carefully so that he would not find out. So we didn't we didn't see each other. And it was hard. You know, like I'm thinking for as rebellious she was so rebellious and, and you know, so strong. Um, I, I'm surprised that actually she was so willing to abide to his rules. Yeah, I think it was more a situation of being able to to get to each other. Right. Because if no one drove her, yeah, you know, we you didn't have a way to, to yeah. get to each other. Because I feel like from what I know about her that, you know, she would have been, you know, she would have fought him and said, no, this is my friend. No, I don't care what you say. You would think. But I think that there's also that place deep inside of her that wants to keep him happy. So that she doesn't have to deal with the consequences of not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when we go through these letters, you'll see there's plenty of places in here where she's, you know, says, don't t- don't say anything or um, let's take a look talks at them. a little bit about her dad. And I, what's good about these ones is they still have the date stamp on them. So oh, look at these cute envelopes. Yeah, she was. <laughs> She was really into all things kind of dorky, you know, cartoon <laughs> stuff, um, stickers, stickers. And colored pens, colored markers, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yeah, she was cute like that. She liked all this stuff. Um, Flower stamps. Yeah, you'll see that all oh, the notes. Her handwriting, yeah. it's just like the one from the runaway letter. Yeah. Just kind of rounded and girly. That's, yeah, that's one of the reasons that the police department took all of these was so that they could uh, match it against the, the mm-hmm. letter. Oh, yeah, because they're still in the police department envelope. That's where you yeah, keep them because they gave them. them back to you, huh? Yeah, they did. Thankfully. Can I read one? Yeah. Or part of one? Okay, so here goes. Hello, Charity. Do you like my paper? It's cute, huh? I miss you so much. I hope you got my last letter. Did you see the picture that you drew me? It's on my door. We got cable on Wednesday. Man, I have noticed how boring my life is when I'm not at your house or at school with you or even talking to you on the phone for like an hour like we used to. 
So on the very first day of school, we have to meet in front of the office. I'm going to be there at like 7 a.m., so please get there around the same time. When I get my schedule, I will call you and tell you what classes I got. Well, I have to go for now. Tell everyone I said hi. Well, bye. Love, Alyssa. Well, that was cute. <laughs> yeah. She was always really sweet. Always had really sweet things to say. So, yeah, these would be the letters that I received from her during the summer. This one's August 2000, so it's a bit later. I don't know. This is before. Do you want to read that one? Let's see what we got here. That's a little note. Yeah, we'll skip this one. It's okay. funny. I'll let you read it. But oh, I don't know if you want Me? <laughs> hey, Charity, do you remember the time you put the cheese balls in Amanda's makeup purse thing with a letter saying yummy? Or giving Heather a wedgie and, talk and taking a pic with big red handprints on her ass? Ha ha ha. Love always, Alyssa. <laughs> it's funny. That's how we got, you know, that's how we kept in contact in school. We didn't yeah. have phones and texting. So we wrote uh -huh. letters and I had a bunch from my other friends, but I had thrown them all away at one point, but I never threw Alyssa's away because right, of I course. just couldn't. I haven't gone through them all again yet, but let's see. This is kind of a disturbing one. Oh my. Hey, Charity. What's up? Not much here. Okay. This is what happened. My dad told me that my brother called CPS on us and that he had a tape recording saying all this shit that I didn't say. So my dad told me to tell him all the stuff me and my brother talked about and did together while he was living with us. So today my dad said he had a meeting to go about this whole thing, and if my brother had the tape, they would take me away from my family. There you go, the emotional blackmailing. You see? That's exactly what I was saying. No, no, I know. It's, you know, really interesting to come back and look on these letters with an adult perspective. Right. This is all stupid shit my dad made up. I know it. But he also was saying, if he clears this all up for me, what am I going to do to repay him? He said that they had three things that my brother had on tape, but he can't remember all three. That's not like my dad. He would remember everything. He said that my brother told them that me, my dad, and sister all sleep in my dad's bed at night. That's so not true. I sleep in my bed every night. My brother wouldn't say that about me. I know him too well. Don't tell anyone, please. Alyssa and Charity, best friends forever. Yeah, that's... That would probably be about the only letter where she actually was so forthcoming with uh -huh. what was going on. Um, most of the other times she wouldn't put it down in writing and she would say quite frankly that she would not because she didn't want mm -hmm. it to be, um, something that someone could find or. Right. Got lots of them here. One that she wrote me on the back of her report card. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, a lot of them are just really nonsense and stuff that, you know, was going on at the time and. Alyssa was kind. Alyssa was funny. Um, God, that has to be the, the thing that stands out to me the most about her. She was always making some kind of ridiculous joke, mm -hmm. you know, being being funny, being dorky, 
um, just making you laugh. Like, like I posted that letter this morning that she wrote about me having a big old ass and, you know, she would just do stuff like that and it would just drive you wild with laughter. Um, (laughs) she was always happy, you know, and you wouldn't think so if you knew anything about what she was going through, but she was, she always put on that face of just being totally happy, always just making sure everyone else around her was happy. You know, if I was feeling upset or anyone else around was feeling upset, she was the first one to sit down next to you, put her arm around you and just say, you know, it's going to be okay. She was a good, good person. She liked everyone. She loved everyone. You know, she just really loved everyone. And like I said, there wasn't one person that I've ever met that had a bad opinion of her. She probably really needed to be loved back too. You know, probably true. That was probably that display of affection was probably, you know, subconsciously, you know, a a request for affection as well. And I think, you know, as I was starting to say earlier, when we had very first became friends, her energy was very overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it was almost like a put off. I was like, I don't know, you know, you're very just in your face, you know, but she grew on me. She grew on me because, you know, she wasn't aggressive in a way that was uncomfortable. It was just something I wasn't really used to. And it took some getting used to. And then once I did, um, we couldn't separate us because she was just always bringing all this love into every space that she filled, you know, always. I can honestly say there's really not that many people that I've met in my life that truly are like that. Just walk into a room and make sure that everyone around you is happy and laughing and enjoying your company. Um, she talked about her her siblings all the time, you know. And there's a lot of talk about how her and Sarah fought a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree. I tend to agree with Sarah that you know um, that's just sisters because you know that's how I was with my siblings. We fought all the time, but we're adults now and we're past that, and we love each other dearly. Right. Um, but despite whatever they may have been going through at home, and you'll even see in some of these letters in here, she'll call her sister stupid because she doesn't want to clean uh-huh. or you know whatever. But anytime Sarah, or sorry, anytime that Alyssa would talk to me about Sarah, it was always kind things. Oh, yeah. You know, always that she loved her so much, always that, you know, she wanted to protect her, that she didn't want to find herself in a situation where she couldn't be there for her because she really saw herself as as Sarah's mother. You know, her sort of surrogate mother. You know, what shocked me uh, in the interview with um, not interview, the recording that Sarah did of um, her and Mike Turney's uh, chat at Starbucks um, do you remember at one point she says, you know, Sarah says something to the effect of, you know, you took my sister from me. And he says, oh, because you guys were that close. Huh? I was very hurt by hearing that. I mean, but it hurts me to hear you repeat it back. A, for a parent to say that, you know, to it's just, almost like saying, well, how can look, you, you know, say- you guys weren't that close. So <laughs> it's so awful. It's beyond awful, if you ask me. Like, um, how, and it, first of all, how do you, Assume, how do you presume to know um, the connection between two sisters? How do you presume to know? You don't know. You have no idea, you know, the love that they shared, whether they fought or they didn't. You have no idea. But to not only be as bold to assume that you would know the connection that those two had, 
but to also follow it up with a statement that completely, completely and utterly undermines her feelings. Right. How can you, as a parent, as a so-called loving parent, say something like that to your daughter? Like, discount the fact that, yes, her life is forever changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That day that Alyssa went missing, her life would never, never be the same. It's like thoughtless. Totally thoughtless. It's thoughtless. It's beyond thoughtless. It's cold. Mm-hmm. It's cold and, yeah, it was hurtful. Besides, like Sarah points out, you know, even if they didn't have a good relationship at the time, even if they hadn't, um, that doesn't mean that it wouldn't have developed into a very close one uh, in adulthood. It likely would have because that's just the sibling dynamic. Right. You grow up learning with each other, fighting. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the people that you learn to deal with other people. Like you, you learn how to deal with other people. With your siblings, you just do, you know, you fight, you get into arguments and you work them out. These are skills that are, you know, gained through having siblings. And then you grow up and you get some sense about you and you get over it. And, you know, like I said, the same thing happened with me and my siblings. We fought like cats and dogs. We love the hell out of each other today. And Mm -hmm. I believe that that would be the case for them, too. And I know it would because Alyssa loved her brothers and sister. She loved them. She constantly spoke well of them, you know? And so, yeah, they fought, but the love was there. It was. And so I know for a fact that, you know, if she could be here today, she would be all up in every bit of all of their lives, just loving them and their families and enjoying, you know, these, these experiences that they get to have. Kind of tying everyone together. Yeah. Yeah, she would be. She would probably be like the glue to to hold it all together. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking, too. Great recollection on your part of everything. She had that kind of impact on me, Um, you know, because I can look back on a lot of people that I knew throughout my life, but I couldn't tell you that I remember half as much about any of them. She really just was a truly great person. A truly, truly kind, loving, and caring person. Wouldn't it be nice to have a a grave to go to? It would be nice to have some answers. Um, I've been on a journey of kind of letting that go because I know that the the day may never come. It just may never come, and I have to live with that, you know. Um, But it would help. It would help to have, have some answers, have... A little bit of closure and to be truly honest um the person that that i'm the people that i most want closure for are her sister and brothers mm-hmm. i can't you know i i have to reflect back on the ways that she affected me for the short time that i knew her you know because really it was only a couple of years you know yeah and um when I think about the pain that causes me, I just can't even fathom the pain that they must be going through. And so most of all, I wish for them some closure. She truly would spend, we, 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 I went to her house. I could probably count on my hand, you know, how many times I've ever gone and, and hung out at her house. Um, she didn't want to hang out there. No, no. That's the biggest reason why she was always at my house is because she did not want to be home. 
she did not want to be home. And that's, you know, like, as I was describing to you, she was a little overwhelming at first because she always wanted to be at my house. And I was just like, what's going on? You know? And, um, I eventually let go of it, you know, because we did, we got so close and she started to open up a bit. And so it started to make more sense to me why, you know, she wanted to be at my house all the time. But as far as, you know, my last memory of him in person, uh, well, anything. I imagine it would have been one of the times that he dropped her off to my house and engaged my parents in one of his lengthy conversations. What did he talk to them about? Usually it would be something along the lines of, please keep an eye on what Alyssa's up to. Oh. She's easily influenced. You know, she, she needs supervision. Um, those things. And then of course he always had stories that he wanted to tell. And, you know, to tell you the honest truth, I could care less at the time. I probably just let my parents handle it and ran off with Alyssa. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely avoided him at every opportunity. So I don't really have one. Was he creepy? (sighs) A lot of, I don't know if I would use that word, but I would say I felt very uncomfortable around him. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because at first glance, he's a normal guy. Yeah. You know, um, but I did feel quite uncomfortable in his presence, which is why we just, you know, we stayed at my house, hung out at my house around my family. And I didn't have to to deal with him too much. What did your parents think? Do you know? I mean, they didn't ever really have anything bad to say, but I can say that they felt uncomfortable too. Mm-hmm. Were they worried about Alyssa at all? They didn't really have a reason to be because I never shared with them, mm-hmm. you know, any of the things that Alyssa told me. And that's definitely something that I regret now, you know, being an adult and looking back on everything with an adult perspective. Um, I regret that. So no, you know, they didn't really have any reason to mm-hmm. at the time. I understand. Uh, one thing also that was striking about uh, is uh, he tells Sarah in the recording, he says several times, he says, your sister did so much stupid shit. Your sister. Do you remember all the dumb stuff your sister did? All the dumb things that all kids do. Nothing nice to say about Nothing her. Nothing nice. And that was probably the most disappointing thing in listening to that entire conversation. I just, I really, truly did keep waiting just to, for that glimmer you know of love and i didn't see it yeah or i should say i didn't hear it just seemed more like there was just anger there if anything there was not one kind thing said about her and that there there's no words that are important about her now unless they're kind it's just there's you know there's no reason to sit here and Go on about all the poor choices she made. I mean, can we do that for all of us, please? Let's all sit down and and have a good long talk about all the terrible things that we did that we shouldn't have. You know, she's not here. Why does any of that matter? Like, well, unless you're trying to tie it back to why she disappeared. Unless you're trying to excuse yourself. Yeah. Give yourself an excuse. Right. Or, you know, give Sarah a reason to not miss her, to not want answers to. Or to justify that she would have uh, run away or gotten in trouble and that's why she disappeared yeah yeah i was um disturbed 
to say the least, to not hear him refer to her in not one kind way. Mm -hmm. Not one kind thing to say. Yeah, about the daughter that you said that you loved that you her love as if so it much. was your own. She was your own and that you missed her so much. So you uh, were I can tell you right now that if something ever happened to my daughter, you couldn't force me to remember anything bad that she did because I would just sit and just think of all the wonderful things right. you know, about her. That's what usually happens when you when a person is gone. That would be a normal response. You would think. Especially yeah. for a parent. Especially for a parent. She was a good person. She was a really good person. And I just, you know, it's hard to think what could have possibly happened to her because, you know, at this point and to tell you the truth, when a year passed and I hadn't heard from her, I mean, when she went missing, um, I very intentionally stayed quiet. I didn't know anything about it. You know, I didn't hadn't heard anything from her that she was making, you know, any plans to do anything like this. In fact, I hadn't heard from her in quite some time before this took place. Um, you stayed quite intentionally. What do you mean? I hope she did get away. Oh, OK, I truly did. And, you know, I just thought, you know, knowing Alyssa, knowing how heavily she depended on her friends, knowing how heavily she depended on like her brothers and her sister. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that she wouldn't have at some point, at least within that first year, gotten a hold of somebody, you know, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, whether she needed help, whether she just wanted to reach out and say, hello, I'm OK. You know, um, I don't believe that. I don't believe it for a second that she would not have gotten a hold of one of us. Yeah. So when did you suspect that she she didn't run away? I would say that, you know, within a year or two years, that's when the heavy feeling started to set in, like something happened. This is not something happened. And you thought about Mike right away? Yeah. But I didn't have anything. You know, I didn't have anything to really come forward with. Um, and who did you talk to about that? About my feelings within a couple of years, mm -hmm. I didn't really talk to anybody. I remember getting a hold of, um, I think it was Michael Jr. Oh, yeah. I found him on Facebook or something. Cause you know, I was just like, Hey, what's going on with this? You know, have, yeah. have you guys heard from her? So I would just do that. I would do that here and there. I would check in with them to see if anything had changed or developed. And, um, I really didn't do anything until everything kind of cracked back open in 2009. Yeah, because of course you couldn't talk to Sarah because she uh, was, it was absolutely it was yeah defending. it was one of those really tough situations where I didn't even feel like I could approach them like her brothers or her sister with what I felt because I didn't know what they must think or if they had any of their own suspicions or yeah you were afraid to to be like hey I think that maybe your you father need to look at this like yeah, yeah totally get it so I just hung back and waited. And I do regret that a bit now. I regret most not saying something when she was around me. Not, you know, 
going to my parents or going to a teacher with it. Um, I do regret that. I know that I made the best choices at the time that I could, given my maturity level, given, you know, the situation. But I do wish I had made a different decision. Yeah. Because things could be really different. Of course, in hindsight. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Who was the gentleman that um, spoke of the videotape? David Garman. I didn't know about that. Yeah. That, yeah, I was, I, I was a mess after I listened to your podcast. I was a mess for the entire evening because I listened to the whole thing in one day and I probably should have spread it out. But I was a mess because, yeah, that was new to me. That was new to me. And I need, there was a couple of other things. I can't pull them off the top of my head right now because I actually want to go back and Any idea who that other girl could have been in the video? No. Mm. No. I mean, no. I have no idea. Not you. No. No. I never, you know, we never stayed there. Like, I stayed at his house with her a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. Mm -mm, No. Within the stack of letters, we came across one that seems to be the lyrics of a song. A little girl, a little small for her age A little too slow for the field day rage Mama's waiting at the finish line And wipes the teardrops from her eyes She says, you did just fine, honey, that's okay Sometimes life's just that way You're gonna lose the race from time to time But you're always gonna find you can't lose me Bet you're alive I am here and I will always be Just a It's about a mom being supportive of her daughter and the daughter being supportive of her mother in the end, but basically the whole idea of the song is that, you know, you're always going to be there for someone. And I think that's what she was trying to relate to me at the time, is that, you know, I'm not going to lose her. You can't lose me. Mama used to say, girl, it won't be long, till it's time to go out on your own. Chase your dreams, find your place in your life. I want to thank Charity so much for reaching out. It really felt like through her stories, the letters, and even that song, Alyssa was alive and present there with us for a moment. Thank you for listening. I will definitely continue to keep you informed with any news on the case. Also, subscribe and like the page on Facebook so you can be informed of future updates. Bye. Missing Alyssa is produced and hosted by me, Octavia Zapala. Audio editing and production help by Raz Yalov. Our original music was created by Michael Fornwalt. And the artwork was done by Michelle Reyes. 